Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday afternoon. I hope you're doing well. You got those big early year bonuses. No, no one's getting bonuses in January, but it's it's Friday, January 5th, 2024. And I've got all your content, a little bit more of an extensive update on ba- on Golden Bachelor wedding. Uh, we've also got some other content that's coming to you. Clayton Eckerd, uh, we've seen some new motions, uh, motion in the ocean, as it were. And just a quick update on the whole Reddit saga. I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Trying my best to actually communicate with the moderators over there. And... Um, you know, trying to see them as people, as humans, and they're trying to see me the same way. Obviously, we've had a little bit of a beef. I felt like their banning of me was an overextension of what they needed to do, and they felt like I've been mean to them and this and that. Now, uh, the truth is, somebody found out one of the moderator's actual identities and emailed them, which to you might not sound like a big deal, but if they've got a job where they don't, they don't want people to know who they are because then they might come to the job and, and, and try to start trash with them. I mean, who, who knows? But let me tell you something. If someone wants to be anonymous, let's keep them anonymous folks. I know I'm not speaking to any particular person over here, but I was very quick to denounce any sort of reaching out to people privately. If you if they don't want to be reached out to, leave them alone. Go through the proper Reddit channels. Of course, this is in response to some criticisms I had over them and back and forth. Look, I don't need any more enemies. You guys know that. It's actually a great day. I, I felt like it was very good to make the YouTube video that I made where I basically shared for about 28 minutes all of their points, which left out some critical details that I wanted to share. They had asked me like, hey, Dave, don't make a video till you talk to us about it because they wanted to give me some more behind the scenes info. And I was like, look, first of all, you've got, you know, they have an audience of 300 plus thousand people. I was like, I, I'm going to give my response to this because I'm not actively trying to let audience uh, harass them in any way whatsoever. So I gave my response without their uh, permission, basically just to say, guys, don't do this. Like these are humans. Uh, if this was a friend of mine or a family member or, or someone I knew, I wouldn't want them to, to, to live in fear that someone on the, in the audience is going to come after them. Uh, what it should do and I, I don't believe this was the intent, but what it should do is remind all of us that we're all humans. Hey, we're all trying our best with the info we have. Let's not fight these stupid petty wars. Let's put our time and energy into something good. So I actually messaged the moderator. I don't know if this goes against their terms of services or anything, but I messaged their moderator and said, hey, we've got somebody who takes care of philanthropies over here. Maybe you guys can do the same. Maybe you can team up with me and we'll do like a weekly giveaway where we find a member in our community community that needs help and we help them out. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean? So anyway, thanks to you guys. I'm going to pull this up right now. Yesterday, we had a charitable giveaway for the baby registry for someone in our audience. 37 items were purchased by you guys. Uh, the baby is arriving uh, April 14th. Again, this is an anonymous baby. It's a single mom, young single mom, I think 24 years young. And you guys have been very helpful 
in helping her get some of the items that she needs. I mean, she's going to open 37 gifts from strangers. If that's not sort of good vibes uh, for a pregnancy, I don't know what is. And the only other suggestion I would have is if anyone wants good vibes, join our new sponsor here, Factor. We got a great deal for you guys. Factor is a, you know, sort of a, a meal system where they'll send you a bunch of meals with over 35 meals to choose from per week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie. Uh, with over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolution. They also offer loads of snack options like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep going all day long, no matter what the schedule is. You know, sometimes if you know me, I make content all day. I just want to have a quick bite to eat here or there. But for special occasions, they do have the Gourmet Plus. It's the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options. I know my audience, you got a couple upscale divas out there. Well, they aren't just a gourmet. There's also dietitian approved meals that again, these are delivered right to your doorstep. So either way, we appreciate having them for a sponsor all week long. Head to factormeals.com slash rush hour 50 and use code rush hour 50 to get 50% off. That's code rush hour 50 at factormeals.com slash rush hour 50 to get 50% off. All right, let's move it along. We got a wild story here. Did you hear this one? On December 21st, Willis Gibson, 13 years young, put his hands to his head and rocked back and forth in an office chair in his bedroom in Stillwater, Oklahoma, unable to believe what he had just accomplished. Have a listen. So that is the sound of somebody uh, 13 years old who defeated the game of Tetris. That's right. The Nintendo game Tetris, you know, the one where it stacks up real quick, you get to the third level and next thing you know, you lose and it's got all those crazy. I mean, talk about anxiety inducing. Well, he did so well on this game that he he competed till the score read 999,999, which freezes the screen because it's a coding error because you're not supposed to get that high. Previously, uh, he is now the first person to advance so far in the original Nintendo version of the puzzle game Tetris that the game froze, achieving a feat previously credit, credited only to artificial intelligence. So how about that? Huberman Lab commented, the amount of neocortical space devoted to Tetris in that kid must be amazing. <laughs> yeah, put that on your Tinder profile. I got a lot of neocortical space for you, baby. Uh, anyway, congratulations there. I hope Nintendo, uh, I don't know, uh, hires him as their spokesperson or something. Absolutely incredible. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> we've got some more content to get to. It's been a tough go for Nikki Haley. And again, we'll, we'll cover Golden Bachelor right after this. I promise you. But Nikki Haley uh, was in the, uh, I guess, town hall last night where she commented that she had black friends going growing up. Listen. This is in response to that comment last week where she didn't mention that the Civil War was actually based on the fact that uh, the southern states didn't want slavery to be illegal. So here's what she had to say. You were asked to explain the cause of the Civil War. You obviously uh, did not mention slavery. And afterwards, you came up. You said that was a mistake. In fact, you said it should have been the first thing that you said. So you did come out and say that. Chris Christie, though, came out and said that you gave that answer not because in his, uh, you're, in his words, dumb or racist, but because you're, quote, unwilling to offend anyone by telling the truth. 
What do you say to that? True. No one's ever said that I am unwilling to offend. I offend plenty of people because I call people out when they do something wrong. Um, what I will tell you is Chris Christie is from New Jersey. I should have said slavery right off the bat. But if you grow up in South Carolina, but. literally in second and third grade, you learn about slavery. You grow up and you have, you know, I had black friends growing up. It is a very talked about thing. We have a big history in South Carolina. All right, folks, nothing to see here. Nikki Haley had black friends growing up. So, of course, it's like, look, it's true what Chris Christie said. She's unwilling to offend anybody. This whole primary is hilarious, regardless of what you think about which political candidate. The only person I've seen in the Republican Party speak truths is Chris Christie. That's my opinion. You don't get triggered, folks. But everybody's so afraid to trigger people that she was unwilling to say the most basic thing, which was that slavery, slavery was the main catalyst for the Civil War. Wild stuff, folks. Wild indeed. Okay, let's turn the uh, the tide around and let's talk about Golden Bachelor. I'll have that for you right after this break. All right. Yeah, you might notice this. I don't know how good your ear is, but my... Uh, normally acoustically sound-treated studio is a little bit echoey because we're moving in just over one week. So I've had to remove my dog's favorite rug <laughs> from the office. Oh, the poor guy's so sad. He's got cold, bare floors uh, that he's got to lay down on because we had to throw these rugs out. But either way, I'm telling you right now, 2024 is going to be a wild year for any content creating we have around here. You're, you're lucky to be a part of us when we were in this small channel because we're about to blow things up in the central time zone of Tennessee. I'm moving next week. It's going to be several weeks before I have my studio up and running. So you'll probably see like a week or so of the mobile setup. But I'm telling you right now, I can't wait for what's to come. I thank you guys all for being a part of that. And speaking of things to come, we had an earthquake that happened while I was recording today's Patreon. That's right on patreon.com slash Dave Neal. You can see the moment where I, th I literally thought the dog ran into my desk. I was like, and then I looked and the dog wasn't there. And I was like, that was an earthquake. It was, there are different types of earthquakes. There's the kind of slow and swayy ones. I feel like a jet's flying over your head. And then there's these kind of jerky ones. It was a jerky earthquake, 4.6 magnitude that happened, uh, I guess, east of us. Uh, I won't miss the earthquakes, but I'll trade them over a tornado. My new house does have a little tornado basement that you can go into. So I will possibly be power recapping should the need come for us to seek shelter. Okay, speaking of seeking shelter, it looks like Teresa will shelter in place with Gary Turner now that they have officially tied the knot. Of course, we covered it this morning's episode, but Braden Bauer is proposing to Christina Mandrell. I can't believe it. Are we literally part of the most cynical fan base ever that people are upset at Braden Bowers? It's a dang TV show. I made a video on this today. I went off on people. Oh, he's committing this rule number one, never propose at someone else's wedding. Oh, yeah? How about the rule where you don't have a red carpet by Charity and Kathy at the wedding? It ain't just a wedding, folks. It was a two-hour ceremony. Did they milk it? Yes. I'm lactose intolerant, and I got gassy over how much they milked 
last night's episode. I mean, they literally, okay, you can't get mad at my ad breaks when they literally took two ad breaks, uh, three actually, while uh, Gary was at the altar. The poor guy needed a chair. He's going to hurt his knees. I mean, he's literally standing there waiting between ad breaks for us to sell Pfizer and Prilosec just so we can pay some bills over here. I haven't heard about the ratings yet, but I guarantee last night was a smash hit. I mean, imagine this is the week, you know, the week after Christmas where there's no, there's no other TV. Just so you know, the, the show they aired after the two hour live golden wedding was what it was like a, it was like a, um, a soap opera special. Oh my, I mean, brutal. I, I could have talked for an hour and gotten better ratings than anything they had. Either way, I thought charity. Oh, here's my hot take. I thought charity and Kathy did a great job as red carpet correspondents. They had they 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 made it fun, they made it light. I mean, who the f is Kathy to think she can come in there and just knock it out of the park? She was flipping fantastic. Now Charity was good. I mean, Charity was really good. She did a great job, but Kathy really blew me away in that moment. They had fun little bits they did. Uh, the only bit that I thought really bombed, oh boy, maybe there wasn't an earthquake. Maybe this was just a, a residual effect from the bombing of the Ben Higgins bit. They said, get Higgy with it. Boy, I don't know if I blame Ben, but of course they were like, oh, Ben's going to crash the party with his own microphone. And then he kind of maybe brings Kathy. Away. I don't even remember what happened. I was kind of, you know, it's not too often I use the term cringeworthy, but I was like, what is this? And again, I don't blame Ben. It was like they were trying to incorporate different people into the matter. Um, I kind of like tuned out a little bit. I didn't see them uh, mention Tasha was there or Caitlin was were there. But I tell you what the show did do. They put Caitlin and Tasha at the same table. Now, some people are saying, oh, let bygones be bygones. They don't not like each other. I'm telling you right now, I don't care whatever pleasantries they say to their face. I don't think there's anyone with more bad blood than Tasha and Caitlin. True, I truthfully mean that. Caitlin uh, obviously had a photo come out with uh, with Zach Clark, who, uh, by the way, shouldn't be a big deal to Tasha. Maybe it's not a big deal. But either way, Tasha doesn't need that. Tasha's a diva in her own right. So is Caitlin. They are both big personalities. Now, obviously, Tasha's way more. Um, I don't want to say quiet, but I mean, you guys see it. She doesn't have a podcast. She kind of does her influencer thing. Tasha's more, I'll take a pretty photo and a nice caption. And Caitlin's more, I'm going to fart on a podcast. You know what I mean? That's just, I mean, the, the only way to describe them. But it doesn't look like they, I mean, it's, I don't think anything was squashed. I mean, I'm sure there were pleasantries like, hey, how are you? Good, good. You know that thing when you get up into that high octave when you don't like somebody? Nah, things are going great. I love the moderators. No, nah, they're, nah, they're fantastic. Oh, commenters that don't like me? No, let him comment. It's totally great. Uh, either way, either way uh, wild stuff there. So credit to Charity and Kathy for filling a lot of dead air. They only had like one moment where they didn't, they were, I think they were waiting on a bit where Dotton was going to show up and Kathy was going to leave with Dotton, but I think Dotton came late and it was kind of like a dead air of one or two seconds, but I love it. And by the way, you got to give a shout out to Susan Knowles. She absolutely crushed it. I mean, obviously nerves played a factor. There were moments where she had to look at her script and kind of catch her place. But I don't know if you remember this. There was a moment where Susan Knowles as the officiant of the wedding, there was a moment where she 
she didn't have her earpiece in. That's the craziest part of live TV. The earpiece is what connects her to the director or the person that's calling the shots. Uh, I've I've done this when I did crowd work on a when I um, did warm up work on a TV show, uh, and it's very it's very complicated. Uh, there's somebody in your ear, just like in a newscast, usually the producer. They're there to tell you move on to the next segment or tell this guy this or go to a commercial break. They're there to give you instructions. She had her earpiece out, which at some point must have meant she was just flying solo on live TV. It's very rare that the whole country is listening to one person at any given time. I always say this about late night stand-up comedy. It's, uh, it's obviously like died down a little bit, but it used to be if you were on Johnny Carson, you were the only, like if you were a comedian who was going to do a five minute set on Johnny Carson for that moment in time, you know, you know, before cable TV and all that, the whole country was watching and listening to you. I mean, you have to really think about how powerful that moment is. So last night, obviously it's all niche down. There's plenty of people watching below deck and other shows. So it's not like there's 20 million people watching the show, but there's probably what three, 4 million people watching Susan Knowles. How powerful and cool is that? That all eyes and ears were on her. She had some really funny moments. She was like, when I got out of the limo, I said I was going to marry the Golden Bachelor. I didn't know I'd be the officiant. Ah! You know, she had great moments. Uh, She was kind, loving. I always say this, what makes a professional, especially in show business, but what makes a professional is a combination of two things, warmth and competence. You can be extremely competent with no warmth and be successful. You can be extremely warm with no competence and be successful. You can be a little bit of both, but you need a combination of that. Susan, as uh, as the uh, officiant, had both the warmth and the competence. Obviously, she had. she's literally a, a professional officiant. I would not be surprised and I would love it. First of all, it would suck for whoever they've been using before this because I don't remember who it was, but I would love to see Susan have that role as permanent officiant in the Bachelor community. And the thing I love the most about following this show is all of the parasocial connections. And there is nothing greater than seeing the women from Golden Bachelor come together and share their love. I mean, this was a celebration of the women as much as it was the wedding of Teresa and Gary. And I've got a bachelor wedding late night recap from the ladies of the golden bachelor. And I got that for you coming right after this. All right. The winners of the night last night. Now, congratulations to Gary. We love him. And, uh, and by the way, his daughters and the daughters of Teresa and everyone, everyone's speeches knocked it out of the park. You got to remember they're not, they didn't sign up for this, right? They signed their parents up for this, but I think everyone just did such a great job, including all the ladies, ladies. Here's uh, a video posted by Joan, who, by the way, I guess was in the running to be golden bachelorette. No announcements last night. I thought they were going to announce golden bachelorette. I guess they're going to milk that a little bit longer, but here's a bachelor wedding late night recap from the ladies. So, this is the after party. Oh, this is right. from the, the Golden Bachelor wedding. Yeah, this yeah. is the place to be. After we had a party. Ball. This is it the party so, recap. It was so fun. Wish you guys were all there. 
Our feet hurt, which means we had a fantastic time. I brought sneakers. Our bellies are full. Our bellies we danced incredible. Our, we danced until so, the cows came. And the best that. band you've ever heard in your entire life. I think and the flowers were the prettiest thing I've ever seen. It there had to be five hundred thousand dollars worth of flowers. It was. It's a crime believer. By the way, I love ladies when they see flowers. There had to be five hundred thousand dollars worth of flowers. You never hear a guy be like, Are "The budget for flowers here." <laughs> They were all like blush roses, yeah, right? And they were on the chandeliers. It was insane. Gorgeous. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. Today. I think it's the first. But I can't talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, folks. Kathy done talking. All right, that was from Joan underscore Vassos. We absolutely love these ladies. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to top this season. I don't know how they're going to find a better season than they did with these ladies and, and Gary of The Golden Bachelor. Now, as you know, we shared a couple wild videos yesterday of the Clayton Eckerd paternity scandal. There are three new motions that are entering my inbox. I haven't had the chance to redact the information on them yet. I don't think they're as salacious as the things I've already sent you. Look, I'm the first to tell you when something's salacious, I'll say, hey, you have to watch this. This is wild. And then when something's more legal talk and motions filed, sometimes it's boring, right? I think tomorrow will be interesting to people who've been following the case uh, in the grand scheme of things, but we're not going to get those crazy exhibits we already got. You know, the emails where Jane Doe is apparently emailing her mom. So many people commented based on this saying, this is insanity. Nobody emails their mom with the full names of the guys she's dated. I mean, she claims to have dated the guy who founded Uber. What? A 3.5 billionaire. Maybe she did. I don't know. Uh, and then the other guy she claims to date was Dean Lewis, a super famous com uh, 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 musician. And then the other guy she claimed to date was a Olympic skier. I mean, I, I don't know, guys. I don't know. Uh, either way, she must be pretty good at you know what. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but, but either way, she emailed Reality Steve essentially to say, hey, don't cover what that guy Dave is covering. Here's what Steve had to say. But I get an email from her today. Or excuse me, yesterday, um, as you're listening to this. Thursday, she sends me an email, and it was basically three more paragraphs where she didn't address anything that I said in my original email about prove your pregnancy. Basically, it was just to tell me, hey, please don't talk about this case anymore. Essentially, was the gist of it. I mean, she went into other things, but the gist of her email, her first email, yeah, so uh, you can go listen to Reality Steve. He does a great job of sharing his behind the scenes of this story. I'll just say this. Uh, Jane Doe has essentially said, look, you don't understand. This is really affecting my mental health. And it's like, no, 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 no. We definitely understand it's affected my mental health and Steve's and everyone who's covered it. But most importantly, Clayton and Greg, and anyone else that had to go through this. And by this, I mean frivolous lawsuits. I mean, all the evidence points to her having never been pregnant. You know, she would be great as a pre presidential candidate because she would be able to just debate. Like, she hammers down her points. I did test positive at this time. It's like there was no little to no fetal DNA. Like, what do you want? Science says you weren't pregnant. And also, you say you're no longer pregnant. So some of the motions that I'm going to share are the sort of case studies as to why Clayton's lawyers argue this case shouldn't be dismissed. And you have to remember, sometimes it seems redundant, but 
if you're if you're trying to you only get one chance to win over the judge here, right? The judge has the sole discretion to dismiss this case. So you want to prosecute your point as clearly as possible, but also like don't leave any meat on the bone. And let me tell you something right now. Clayton's lawyers have picked that bone clean. There is not a shred of meat left on the bone. I mean, they have literally, I mean, it has opened my eyes to the legal process. And as much as I dislike how litigious our society is, you have to remember they were hired because she brought this to the court system, right? And uh, while we always say justice will prevail, I think we're starting to watch that actually happen. And it might not be justice within the court system, but I feel like it's justice without side the court system, which is people are understanding the truth here. I just wish, and this was the point of that whole Reddit video that I made today, I just wish they did a better job championing Clayton, who is the victim here. I think if they did a better job of doing that, and if all of the content creators had a spine and covered this case the way Steve and I have, that I wouldn't be sued, you know, and just wasting money. Well, I don't, I don't, what, what am I going to owe? 20 grand? This thing might not even go to court. But if she dismisses my lawsuit before it goes to court, it'll be because I hired a lawyer, got to business, and fought my ass off, along with all of you guys, for truth. And that I am forever grateful to you all for. Now, as you guys know, when it's not a bachelor season, like when it's not an active season like right now, not until January 22nd, normally we call that barrel scraping season. You might have known I've been sort of uh, self-appointed as barrel scraping Dave. Barrel scraping Dave. And I'm telling you right now, I am shocked at how much content there is. I could do a podcast every hour with all of the side stories coming out. Oh my gosh, we didn't even discuss Rachel Lindsay here. Are you kidding me? Well, I shared it in a YouTube video. Essentially, Rachel Lindsay said uh, on her Higher Learnings podcast, uh, you know what? I'll pay, I'll you know what? Let's go long. I'm going to play that clip for you right now. Okay, I can't believe we almost forgot to talk about this. This is Rachel Lindsay on her podcast today, Welcome, uh, called Higher Learning. It's the first time she's publicly talked about, even though it's very brief, the first time she's talked about her divorce. Have a listen. I I didn't think I would get emotional. I just, um, I know people, first off, I just want to say thank you for people who reached out. Um, I'm, I'm like still trying to reply to people. I just, you just never know how great your circle is until you see all the people that reach out and love you. Obviously it's uh, a difficult time um, if you've read the headlines, but I, uh, and you're probably wondering why I would even work. Uh, but to be honest with you, I need to distract myself from myself. And uh, the best way to do that is to do something that I love and I love higher learning. And so I am going to try my best to get through this podcast. And she did just that because she's a strong, independent woman. I can't wait to hear what she actually has to say, but that's your Rachel Lindsay update. And um, as Van Lathan then goes on to say, she doesn't owe it to her audience, to any of us, to share on our timeline her story. She'll share when she's ready. We love that. Hey guys, I got a great Driving with Dave tomorrow. You're gonna absolutely love this. It's kind of unhinged. I interviewed the winner 
of The Greek Bachelor, season two. Her name's Athena Voss. She's actually from Queens, New York, but she's full on Greek. She's an absolute nut job. I mean that in the best way possible. It's a fantastic conversation. I'll have that on video form tomorrow on the Dave Neal Show, but also you can catch it right here on another episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. As always, I really, really appreciate all of your support onward and upward. Have a great first weekend of the new year, and I'll talk to you guys all later. Bye, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Thank you.